Welcome everyone to this week's episode of Encounter with God Together, our weekly audio and video podcast, where each week we welcome a guest and we review the readings in the Encounter with God Daily Bible Reading Guide. And uh, this week, I'm super happy to continue on with some of the coaches who have been engaged with our reading guide uh, through the Coaches Fellowship. And today we have Brad Idzik with us. Brad has come over from the Seattle Seahawks to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and is now the wide receivers coach. Brad, it's great to have you here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you so much. And uh, Brad, I know you you were sharing that you were a player. You're in a football family. And uh, so you're just continuing on. Yep, I'm uh, I'm carrying the torch for the, for the family. My grandpa and my father, they were both in it. So somebody had to do it. Yeah, somebody had to do it. So <laughs> so thank you for taking time out uh, of your schedule. I know it's training week has started and you're all quite busy and into the beginning of, of what will be the season. So thanks for making time for us. Absolutely. Good. Well, I'm going to pray for you and let you get going. Uh, Father, I do thank you for Brad. I thank you for this fellowship that he belongs to of NFL coaches who love you and love your word and um, who are making an impact in the lives of people all around them and on the field. I pray that you uh, give him all that he needs for both um, his work and his life and be with him now as he shares in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. So, Brad, uh, we are straddling two books this um, this week, and that's always a challenge. And I always let the uh, presenter choose between, uh, you know, one or the other if they feel more comfortable just staying with one book. But I know you you're happy to share with both of them, both the uh, finishing up for now of Luke and and moving into numbers. Yeah, I think it's uh, there's some cool ways that the, the the two books play off of each other and kind of tell similar messages. So I'm, I'm excited to kind of touch on what I pulled out of it. That's great. Well, I'm going to just let you get going. I'm going to put the verses up on the screen here. So that's the wrong one. I apologize. Did I not save the one I just wrote? All right. Well, while you're talking, I'll be doing that. Awesome. <laughs> so we started uh, like mid Luke nine um, and it, verses 18 through 27 and for me uh being a coach um giving clear instruction is like my number one priority and here we get some pretty clear instruction um in verse 23 and they say deny thyself take up your cross daily um god gives us his calling he tells us what what to do and that's to deny thyself and then how to do it and when to do it and that's just taking up our cross and doing it daily um Mm. As a football coach, and I hate to always go back to this world, but when we're in training camp, this is our, our 24-7, but we're trying to teach players how to create muscle memory. Um, and when God's telling us to deny ourselves and take up the cross daily, he's trying to do the same thing. He's trying to create in us um, our new identity in him. So... I really, this really kind of shook me when I read it. And then the the meditate, um, the first part of it says, consider trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. So the sooner we're able to take ourselves out of the picture, uh, the sooner we're able to see the picture that he has for us. So um, that for me, the the clear instruction is is really nice to hear. And then also the promise that 
if you just do this daily, it'll become habit. It'll become a habit you're working on, which hopefully a habit you're working on becomes a part of your identity down the road. So that's Absolutely. the end goal. For me. Yeah, and I think you're right, Brad. I think there are a lot of parallels in in sports and in in the training that's required to excel in your, um, you know, in your profession and your in your. Uh, I'm not I'm sure. I'm not coming in the sport that you're in. And, um, and in football, of course, there's a lot of training going on right now. And I think there is a discipline to the Christian life that shapes us and, uh, and creates us. So I think that's a great, great point that you brought out. And when it comes to the discipline, it's funny. In all of these passages, I think it's like three or four times, like God's answers come when somebody's in prayer. Mm. So if it's that easy, you take up the cross by reading the word and becoming one with God's plan for you, but then also asking him, right? Having the dialogue with him, getting in prayer and, uh, and letting him lead you that way as well. Like Moses does it in numbers as well. Um, asking to help his people um, as he's leading them through what seems like a chaotic time where they don't have water, they don't have food. They're wondering why they're wandering um, and God provides. Um, so all of that comes through prayer. So the combination of being in the word and being in prayer um, really should solve all of our earthly kind of worries. And That's good. Yeah. And then the uh, continuing on with like the Luke, um, there's, there's just a lot of really kind of juicy content, I guess. <laughs> um, that Tuesday um, section, Luke 9, 28 through 36. Mm -hmm. uh, it was titled the the transfiguration oh yes um, a couple of the verses that stuck out to me starting with verse 32 um it says uh when they were very sleepy but when they became fully awake they saw his glory and uh two men standing with them so god is working when we're sleeping god is working when we're awake god is working with others and god is working when we're alone they're up on the mountaintop and Jesus is alone praying, and God is working and revealing himself. Um, the disciples are sleepy, and they don't realize what's going on around them. And then when they're awake, God is working. He's making himself known. So I think it's a good reminder for us that wherever we find ourselves in like the current day, um, there's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be what seems like a monotonous day. There's going to seem like this is a chaotic day where I haven't had a chance to sit down and breathe. God is working. So that passage for me was just, uh, sometimes it comes in just the way the words are structured in, you know, in these, these passages where it's just a reminder, Hey, like no matter what state you're in, he's working and you can rest in that. Um, yeah. That and that, really cool. that little glimpse they were given in their sleepy state of, of, uh, Elijah and Moses there with Jesus, that, that's not an ordinary glimpse into how God's working, you know, No. <laughs> and God speaking in the clouds is not ordinary. Um, but you're right. It, it, as we go about our ordinary lives, those things are taking place. You know, the, God is, is behind the scenes and every now and then he gives us a little peek in to yeah, how he's working. A lot of times it's when we're least expecting it. So you just have to like, uh, whether it's another person or, just having the chance to take a step back and just realize what he's, you know, he's working in your life and how is he doing it? Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times that comes through prayer, like just like it's happened a couple of times in these passages. Absolutely. But, um, the second 
the second thing that I pulled from that um, actually came when I read the uh, the meditate section. Um, mm. And they talked about the change of voice, um, talking about the beloved son to the chosen son. Mm-hmm. And I really, really liked that because when they they called him, this is my, he said, this is my son whom, whom I have chosen in verse 35. Um, he empowers Jesus and he gives Jesus, he shows the disciples like, hey, this is not only a prized not possession of, but a prized son of mine, somebody who I love, but this is a man that you need to follow. Like he, he gives him his calling and he, he empowers him. Um, just the same. I believe that when we're resting in the word that he's empowering us too. So we should feel that onus. We should feel the, the weight of, Hey, we have a magnificent task being given to us um, to go out and bring other people to his word and bring other people to his promise. Um, mm. So that's a pretty cool parallel of he's empowering Jesus here in front of the disciples, but he should also, we should feel the onus of him empowering us uh, to go out into the world and into our situations too. Mm. Very good. So thank you. And then uh, the last, the last one in Luke, I think this is the last little, little section. I'm kind of going through it day by day yeah just kind of how my brain works but <laughs> what struck you that day which is great it's great to hear and i think it sets us up well for the week yeah so the the 37 through 50 in luke 9 mm-hmm. um i'll just uh read a, a quick snippet uh that i kind of pulled out um from 37 through 40 uh they come down from the mountain when god, after god reveals himself which is a like you said it's no ordinary moment like um and then Jesus really shows, it's almost like a disheartening moment. Mm. Like you you guys, um, all these, they're telling him of a, like a demonic possessed child um, once he comes down and Jesus is like, you guys are worrying about the wrong things. You guys are worrying about earthly things. And it's almost like when you have one of these magnificent days or something crazy goes on in your own life and then maybe you go home and like there's mundane matters that are being brought up and you're like do you not realize what just happened um so it's i thought this was like dave uh, canales who i work with his dad is a is a priest and he said sometimes you have to read these passages and just imagine if he was just like one of your buddies talking to you and mm. it kind of makes it a little bit more personal and you see the humanity in it, all of it um and this is like one of those moments for me because Jesus is like, are you guys serious? You guys are worrying about this <laughs> and I'm going to take care of it. But like, please, like stop worrying about things that don't really matter in the long term. So I thought that was a really, really cool moment when uh, when Jesus, you know, kind of puts, you know, takes them down a notch, but then also takes care of the problem. Mm. Um, so I thought that was uh, that was really uh, struck me. And anytime there's those like little personal moments in the Bible for me, it just makes it easier to relate to. Yes. Uh, So I think that's really, uh, it's really fun to go through those little moments and then (laughs) sometimes just place yourself in the scene and it makes it a little bit easier to say, okay, this is extremely applicable to everyday life when something big happens in our own life. Yeah. That's great. Thank you. And then, um, and then you go to the to numbers, which is a little bit more um, <laughs> rigid, and they're going to just they 
It's like oh, the grumblers. tough god. You know? What's that? <laughs> the, the tough god comes out. Um, yes. And that's something that we all we all need to remember. Like there's no there's not leeway in his plan for us and there's not leeway in what you know we're called to do. So I think there's a great uh, contrast when you read New Testament, Old Testament, and some of these um, passages that seem really harsh. Um, it's just a reminder that it's not all sunshine and rainbows. It's this is life or death. This is eternity. So um, again, pulling that weight, like you need to feel some of the weight of what we're being called to do because it's it's serious stuff. Um, and I I think you everybody knows the the character Moses and everybody holds him in high regard. Um, and the people that you know Moses is leading through um, these wastelands, um, they're looking to him for answers when they're out of water, when they're out of food. And so Moses goes to prayer for answers. So the first thing that strikes me is so many times in these passages, when does God answer uh, what we need and, and provide what we need? It's when we take a second to remove ourselves from the situation, we humble ourselves and we pray. Mm. Um, and he provides in his own way. And in this case, he tells Moses, I'm going to make water come out of a rock. Um, we'll provide like you, you guys need it and we'll provide. And he waits till the need is, is apparent. Um, they said Moses fell flat on his face with Aaron. Um, so it was, it was pretty apparent that they were now in desperate measures. It was, it was a need, not a want, um, but God provided. And then, um, it's a, it's a sad story, but it's also a harsh reminder because once Moses takes that to the people, he now um, not just delivers what God gives to the people, but he puts his personal tone on it and takes his own, his own onus to make a point to the people, which takes away from what God's trying to do for the people. And he, it now sheds light on Moses and it's a, it's a little bit of a self-righteous moment from Moses. Yeah. And, yeah. I'm going to give you this water. Yeah. I'm giving you this water. You guys need to stop bickering. Yeah. And, and he, it, again, it's like what we were talking about. God was like, you guys are worried about these earthly things. Like, you know, the little personal passage and, and Luke, but um, now it's okay. I'm still going to provide like I told Moses I would, but now there's some serious repercussions mm. because Moses didn't follow the commands um, in the honest manner that, that God would have hoped. Uh, so um, the irony behind it all is, is Moses doesn't himself have to pay the price for doing something that was self-righteous. Um, his confidant Aaron actually does. Yeah. And I thought that's like, a, it, it sometimes those messages are sent the strongest way when you do something wrong and somebody you love is the one who's affected. So That's right. It's a strong reminder to us that, you know, we're not the only ones that are, are carrying the weight of our, our sins. So sometimes it affects other people and, and we, we need to know how we're all kind of intertwined in this. Um, yeah. So yeah, I know that's such a remarkable story. I'm sorry yeah. I got distracted. My phone was ringing like three times in a row. 
Uh, all good. And it was my child who who I had to tell I'm recording. So if I look distracted, everyone, uh, it wasn't it wasn't because of what Brad was sharing. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, I did catch you, and um, and uh, yeah, that's just remarkable to me that Aaron Aaron pays that price, and it does it does show that we our actions affect other people. Yeah, and then um, I don't know that. I think that sends a stronger message than if Moses himself just had to bear bear the brunt of it. So um, it's it's unfortunate, and Aaron's son was even involved. And it's just those striking images really humble yourself when you're reading two kind of contrasting passages of K okay, one is just a, such a powerful positive moment, um, and God's bringing healing, and the disciples are trying to help, and then two now we have you know, famine and they're going through the desert and now somebody's paying the price for a little self-righteousness, but um, we need it. Whether we want it or not, we need, we need those passages. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Emphasis on the, whether we want it or not. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And then they followed up with a, a very similar passage. I, I thought with um, the bronze snake. So mm. I thought it was, uh, you know, it was, is God showing like the, the people came back to bickering and not trusting that he would provide when, um, when they had a, a true need and he brought down, um, he brought down some danger with the snakes, snake bites. And then, um, but also provided, you know, a way out, but it was just some harsh realities um, that remind us like there is, there is finality to our decisions. So we need to continue to just, take up our cross every day and press a hard reset when we wake up in the morning to make sure that we're, you know, we're making this a part of our identity and not just a habit that we're considering, you know, working on. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. And I love that, you know, that whole imagery of the, of the snake on the pole that you look to for healing and the son of man being lifted up and giving us healing is beautiful. Absolutely. Those were like, those are like kind of my, the, the biggest points that kind of stuck out to me. Um, but like we talked about beforehand, it's just the, the contrasting of the, the old and the new Testament for me is just, it's one of the most powerful ways to read the Bible. Um, mm. And cause you see just, I, I, for me, like I need to feel the weight of this is, these are important decisions. These are not just, okay, I'm forgiven. I'm good. Let's just move on. It's like, no, these, like you need to, you need to own it and you need to actually make substantial change rather than just, you know, taking little, little steps and then making those same mistakes down the line. So yes, uh, I, I do, uh, I do appreciate some of the, the harsh realities that are presented in some of the older texts as much as I, you know, would much rather just hear of miracles and God presenting himself to us in a, on a mountaintop. No, I mean, we do need reminded that, that God is holy. And uh, yep. we sometimes forget that with our friend, Jesus, you know, and he's Jesus is, is God. So <laughs> it's good to keep those two juxtaposed. I agree. Um, Brad, would you be willing to pray for those who are going to be engaging this week? Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, dear Lord, I thank you for this time. Um, I thank you for everybody, you know, following in this devotional. Um, it's worked wonders for me um, 
picking up my cross every day and, and starting my morning, um, getting in your word and uh, doing it with the community of, of other believers. It just helps set me on the right path, put me in the right mindset um, for when I do stumble. Um, I have people holding me accountable and helping me understand that these are these are big decisions to to take up our cross um just like the uh, the contrast of the the books that are presented to us um there needs to be you know there needs to be a, an an onus for our, our decision making on the daily but then also grace um for each other and helping each other um press reset when we need to um i, I appreciate um all of the opportunities that um this devotional and uh, has given me um, to continue to, to set those habits in motion, and I, I hope it's doing the same for, for plenty of others. Um, in your humble name we pray, amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Brad. It was a pleasure to meet you, and now I have another person to look for on the sidelines um, when, I'm, when I'm not watching my team, which I won't name. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll be rooting for you when, when there's no conflict of interest. I appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you. And I hope all your training this week goes, uh, goes well. Thanks. Um, <laughs> everyone have a wonderful week and we'll see you next Monday. Bye for now.